This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 117. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 117. This episode is sponsored by Aptive. Aptive is an app that brings your workouts right into your earbuds by syncing the motivational guidance of a personal trainer with the perfect playlist to bring you an elevated on-demand audio fitness experience. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I hope you're having a better day than me because I'm getting sick again. I haven't even fully recovered from the sickness I've had for the last month and I'm getting sick again. I've been sipping throat coat tea all day because my throat is killing me and it's like stormy out here in Seattle. So it's like the middle of winter and I'm seeing people on Facebook who have snow at their houses. Like, I don't understand how the Easter Bunny's going to come with all this. Like everyone's sick and it's snowing. It's very unsettling. So I hope that you're in a better place today. There's not snow here in Seattle, but there is lots of wind and the dog is like running around howling because she's afraid of the wind. So if you hear howling in the background, it's just my poor dog who's panicking. So I am very happy to be here today. I'm here to talk about fitness. I love talking about fitness. I honestly have to be careful not to talk about fitness and nutrition too much on the podcast because that's not what the Shameless Mom Academy is all about. But I have a background as a personal trainer for the last 14 years. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been that long. And I own a gym. And so I'm very qualified to talk about these things. And interestingly, our fitness and nutrition episodes often are most downloaded episodes. So I know you guys are going to find this really, really helpful. 
I'm going to be dispelling some myths. I'm going to be telling you the truths behind some lies that are very common lies in the fitness industry. Lies that I don't know that they're lies that are being told by fitness professionals as much as I think they're just misconceptions that we cling to that really hold us back in meeting our goals. And the reason I wanted to do this episode was because I really want to talk about exercise coming from a place of like positivity and empowerment and not punishment. I'm someone who's totally used exercise as punishment in my life. For years, I did that. I would use exercise to burn off the food I ate yesterday or in advance of the food I plan to eat later today or tomorrow. I would use exercise to punish myself for like being overweight for many, many years. I would use exercise as a way to punish myself for just feeling like I wasn't good enough or strong enough for feeling like anything I was insecure about. I was like, well, if I'm going to go do this exercise thing, like I'm going to be hard on myself because I deserve that because I haven't like taken care of myself in the past or I haven't taken the care to like exercise and work out historically. So now that I'm doing it, it's like I should just beat myself up over it. And a lot of times we do that. We think like, well, if I'm going to get back into this exercise thing, you know, I got to make up for the last three years when I was busy raising my kids and I didn't get to the gym at all. So I'm going to like go in and just make this horrible. That's literally the kinds of stuff that we do. Like we go to the gym and we beat ourselves up. So the great thing about the lies I'm going to be dispelling today is that I'm going to help you wrap your head around some other concept around exercise and fitness, where hopefully it can be a more positive force in your life. Because exercise for me has shifted so much over time, where it is not about beating myself up. It is not about burning a certain amount of calories. It's never used as punishment in relationship to something that I ate yesterday or something I plan to eat later today. Exercise is just something I do to be powerful and strong and capable. And that's what I encourage you to make it for, for you. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have goals. You can definitely have goals around exercise. And maybe those goals are related to weight loss. Maybe they're not. Maybe they are just related to taking time to yourself and feeling good and getting endorphin rushes and really feeling strong in a certain area of your life. Because when you get strong in the gym, and it might be a home gym, it might be on the hills in your neighborhood, it might be, you know, when I say gym, that can be a lot of different things. But when you get physically strong, that carries over into every area of your life. I cannot stress that enough. I see this over and over and over. When people get physically strong, they become stronger and more powerful in every area of their life. So that's why I get really fired up talking about this. (laughs) So beware. I'm about to get real excited. So three fitness lies. Number one, exercise has to be hard or it has to hurt. This is not true. For you to get benefits from exercise, you don't have to do that much. You can walk three days a week for 30 minutes and you will actually get benefits from that. You will get health benefits from that. Now that isn't going to help you lose a ton of weight necessarily if that's your goal, but you will have health benefits. So when I talk about health benefits, I'm referring to improving your heart as a muscle in your body. So improving the condition of your heart. I'm talking about keeping your blood pressure stabilized and lower. I'm talking about keeping your cholesterol in check. I'm talking about decreasing your risk of cancer and diabetes. So your risk of stroke. So all of these things shift when you start exercising just on a light to moderate basis a few days a week. So it doesn't take a lot to get health benefits. Now, let's be honest, most of us don't exercise for health benefits. We hope that there's health benefits because that's like a nice, like, secondary prize. It's like a little consolation prize, but really we exercise for vanity. So if we step away from exercising for vanity, and I talk to my gym members about this a lot, where I say like, no one signs up to like not get cancer in five years. Like no one comes to me and says like, I'd really like to get a gym membership so that when I'm 47, I don't get breast cancer. And I'm not at all saying that a gym membership prevents breast cancer, but no one signs up for health prevention stuff 
when they look for a gym membership. And I shouldn't say no one, most people. So most people are signing up for purposes of vanity. They're not signing up for general health benefits. But the reality is the biggest benefit you could give yourself is decreasing your risk of a chronic disease or a terminal disease, right? So we get really caught up in like, I want to lose 20 pounds. We don't remember that like the more significant thing is that if you have a healthy exercise routine, you will actually live longer because you will be less likely to have all these risk factors related to your health. So keep some perspective around that, especially if you're someone that really struggles with the vanity part of it, because that's where we usually use exercise as punishment. The truth is just moving on a regular basis goes a really long way, especially if you're sitting all day. If you have a desk job, there's literally a thing called sitting disease now, like Google it. People have health factors that are like getting serious and significant and really, really, it's going to be an epidemic in terms of how impactful this will be societally from sitting. So I'm telling you, if you like aren't convinced, Google sitting disease. We have a lot of health factors that are worsening and we're seeing this already that are worsening because people are sitting for such long periods of time. So just getting up and getting moving makes a big difference and it doesn't have to hurt and it doesn't have to be hard. Okay. So let's go a little bit beyond the health benefits. A lot of us do want to use exercise for weight loss or for, you know, maintaining a certain kind of physique. So in that case, sometimes exercise does have to be hard. Sometimes it will burn a little, sometimes it will hurt a little, but it shouldn't hurt and burn and make you super sore every single time. And that's where a lot of times we're like, oh, I don't feel like exercising because like I'm always sore afterwards or we often, we will back out of a workout because we're like, oh, I just don't have the energy today to like put into it. It's okay to give yourself permission to show up 50% to a workout. In fact, there's some days you actually should do that. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. 
This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. So on a day where maybe you didn't get a lot of sleep the night before because your kids were up, it's okay to show up and be like, you know, today I'm just going to lay a little low, but I'm still going to get moving. Or maybe you're having a really stressful week at work. Again, it's okay to maybe shorten your workout and keep it a little more mellow. But if you are looking to achieve some of those vanity-related goals, it is important that sometimes you do make it a little bit harder, but not every single time. So there's certain workout philosophies where every single time is super hard. I don't agree with that. Your exercise should not be hard all the time. There should be some restorative movement. So if you're doing something that's hard three days a week, so maybe you're running, maybe you're going to a boot camp, maybe you're going to CrossFit, those are all high-intensity things. You should be exercising two or so days a week on a more restorative level. So that might mean yoga or walking. It might mean slowing down your running. So just a light, easy jog, which is still pretty high impact. It might mean doing something like Pilates. It might mean doing some weight training that's a little bit lighter and just flowing through some movements rather than doing like heavy weight training that's going to be make you sore the next day. So make sure that when you are getting in those hard workouts, you're also getting in some restorative movement. And that can a lot of times be easier to schedule. So maybe there's certain days where you get out of the house, you go somewhere to get in those hard workouts. So again, going on your run, going to a CrossFit gym, going to a boot camp, going to something that's more intense where someone's guiding you through something that's pretty challenging. And then on those other days, it could be that your exercise is like engaging your kids in something. Vinny loves doing things with me now. It's like I kind of have to hide from him when I'm working out because he's like, oh, when are we going to do the thing on the stairs? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we have to jump on the stairs. And like he loves doing jumps on the stairs with me. He wants to sometimes come in and do yoga. And then the dog wants to come in. And then he always like brings toys in with him. And I work out in a very small space. It gets cramped really fast <laughs> this morning. He has this green balloon. I think I mentioned last week, he has this green balloon that he always brings in. And I was like, 
the green balloon is not allowed in here anymore. I am not working out with the green balloon and the dog and the child. And by the way, also the dog left a turd on the floor this morning. I don't even know where it came from. Like I never saw her actually poop, but all of a sudden there was like poop on the floor. So I was like, oh my God, like, no, we are not all doing this together. We're not having the balloon. We're not having the poop. Mama needs some space. So it's okay though, on those lower impact days, like get your kids involved do a walk, do some like running at the park with them or whatever, like go to a track, kids in a track. For them, it's Disneyland. And for you, you're like, oh my gosh, torture at the track. They're like, it's super fun for them. So you can make some of those family activities like family hikes and stuff where you're getting moving, but it's not super intense. Those are great activities to do as restorative movement. So doing booking or scheduling some of those as family time, it's like double whammy in terms of meeting your goals, right? Hey mamas, I wanted to pop in and tell you about our sponsor for this show, Aptive. I'm so excited about this app. So Aptive is an app and it came to me at just the right time. The company reached out to me and I was laughing because I was like, oh my gosh, I just committed to running the seven and a half mile race that I have not been running in months. And this app has running training on it. So Aptive is actually an app that can help you do workouts in many different capacities. It can help you doing elliptical workouts. It can help you doing yoga. It can help you doing weight training exercises. It can help you with running. So I've been using the Aptive app on my phone for running for different distances in preparation for this seven and a half mile run that I have five weeks to train for. So the app is great. What I've been using it for is I go out on my run, I turn the app on and there's a coach, a personal trainer coaches me through the run with awesome music playing in the background. So there's someone in my ear the whole time saying like, keep going, you got it. I'm right there with you. Let's speed it up for the next two minutes. Let's back it off and slow down and jog for a minute to recover. Like she just walks me through the whole entire thing. It's been amazing. I was a little hesitant. I'm like, I'm a personal trainer. Like I don't need a personal trainer telling me what to do in a run you guys, I'm kind of obsessed with this. I've already told all my running friends about it, but then there's also other kinds of workouts. There's seven minute workouts that you can do that are body weight workouts you can do at home where a trainer coaches you through a seven minute workout. Who doesn't have seven minutes in their day? So head on over to your app store and look up Aptiv. It's A-A-P-T-I-V or online, you can go to aptive.com, again, A-A-P-T-I-V.com, and look at all the amazing things that you can do for your workouts to make fitness really easy, really attainable. And when you sign up, use the code SMA30, again, SMA30, and you get 30 days free with your Aptive subscription for being a shameless mom listener. So again, go to Aptive.com, use the code SMA30 to get your workouts started today. And now back to today's episode. Okay, exercise lie number two, that exercise has to last a certain amount of time for it to quote unquote count. So I went through this a lot when I was doing a lot of triathlons where I would have to work out a couple hours a day because I was training three different disciplines. I was training biking, swimming, and running. And and I also was really into hot yoga at that time. So I was doing two hot yoga workouts a week, at least, plus training these other three disciplines. So I worked out twice a day, most days. And so if there was a day where I only did like a three mile run, I'd be like, oh, well, I only did like a three mile run. That doesn't even really count. It was only like, you know, 25 minutes or something back when I ran 25 minutes to get three miles in, which is not currently the case. So we're thinking, 
well, that doesn't really count. I mean, I only worked out like 25 minutes today. The reality is any of it counts. Anything counts. Movement counts and movement matters all day long. So I've heard of so many different great ways of getting in exercise. I was just talking to someone the other day who was talking about getting in movement in their work day and setting like every hour, setting a two minute timer and just being like, I'm doing two minutes of exercise. So it was like two minutes of squats or two minutes of pushups or two minutes of whatever, but just like every hour. And then at the end of the day, you've worked up this cumulative amount of time, that totally counts. And by the way, there's actually science to prove the benefits of that, that it doesn't matter if your exercise is broken up or if it takes place all at once, it still has equal value. So don't be afraid of doing little things. I've done this with Vinny. Oh my gosh. I used to do this all the time when he was like up to like two years old and I could strap him into his little high chair in the kitchen. I would have him in there eating and I would do like a five minute workout on the kitchen floor, like push-ups, sit-ups, burpees, jump squats, squats, lunges, whatever. It would literally be like five minutes, 10 minutes sometimes. If I mean, 10 minutes was like, if I got lucky, but on the kitchen floor while he was eating. And it was great. It was a super easy way for me to get in 10 minutes. And then sometimes later in the day, I could like take him for a walk or I could do something else while he was napping. But sometimes I only got in that 10 minutes and that was totally fine. So don't be afraid of like these little snippets, little bite-sized pieces of exercise because they do totally count. It doesn't need to be that you think like, well, three months doesn't matter. It only matters if I can like get in, you know, a whole hour. Like that's not the case at all. And there's no science to prove that an hour is better than 20 minutes. In fact, what we know for weight loss and fat loss, what we know is that the quality is actually much more significant than the quantity. So we know that a 20 minute high intensity interval workout actually has much better benefits and results for fat loss than an hour long of steady state exercise. So when you always have a goal of like, I'm going to do an hour on the elliptical, you're actually, there's a point of diminishing returns because you're having to keep your intensity at a certain level that you actually aren't stimulating your metabolism to the same extent as if you were to do high intensity intervals. So high intensity intervals would be maybe you get on the elliptical or the treadmill, or you go for a run outside and use some hills, or you could use your body weight in your house doing jumping jacks and squats and pushups and burpees, but you have some sort of format where you're doing something like a minute of work followed by 15 seconds of rest, or maybe it's a minute of work followed by a minute of something low intensity. Maybe it's a minute of work followed by 30 seconds of rest. So those variables, you can play with all those variables a lot. There's not a certain magical formula for those variables, but you have a work phase and a rest or recovery phase. And when you do that with high intensity intervals, you actually spike your heart rate more in the workout than you would if you did steady state cardio, like staying on the elliptical at level seven for an hour. And that actually has a bigger impact on your metabolic rate over time. So you actually stimulate your metabolism and improve your metabolic rate to get way better fat loss benefits. So longer is not better. So we often think, oh, I have to get to the gym. I have to go for an hour. I don't have time to do that. So I'm just not going to go. In reality, that's not true. Stay home and do a 10 or 15 minute workout doing intervals. I did this again all the time when Vinny was a baby. The first time he went down for a nap, when he was like up to one and a half or so, when he was still taking two naps a day, he'd go down for his morning nap. And oh my God, those morning naps, like sometimes they were 10 minutes, sometimes they were two hours, like you just never knew. And so I would do like a 20 minute workout and my 20 minute workouts were body weight things. And it was literally like pick four exercises, do them each for 30 seconds, rest for 30 seconds and repeat. And I would just do that for five rounds or however many rounds I had time to get in. But it was some sort of like work followed by some sort of rest. And so an example of that would be something like 30 seconds of squats, 30 seconds of pushups, 30 seconds of lunges, 30 seconds of plank, or 30 seconds of a dumbbell row. And then I would do 30 seconds of rest and repeat that. So it can be super simple, 
But that's an interval. That's an example of working hard for two minutes and then resting for 30 seconds. And that can be repeated. If you repeat that five times, you're going to have like 12 and a half minutes. If I just did that math quickly and correctly, you're going to have 12 and a half minutes of exercise. I'm telling you, you'll be spent. You'll be like, wow, I definitely just did some exercise there. You're not going to be like, oh, it was only 12 minutes. It didn't really count. Like you'll be like, wow, like 12 minutes totally counts. You will be sweaty. So don't underestimate the power of short bursts and making those count for you. That matters. All right. Fitness lie number three, exercise can combat food intake or that exercise can be used as punishment to burn calories for what you previously ate or what you plan on eating later. So the truth is, if you have that mentality that you're using exercise as punishment, it will never be a sustainable part of your life. You will also have a really poor relationship with exercise and nutrition in your life, which can lead to eating disorders and disordered eating. It can lead to body dysmorphia. So body dysmorphia is where you look in the mirror and you think like, oh my gosh, I'm just gross and disgusting. And you look in the mirror and you see something totally different than what other people might see. So an example of this is someone who looks in the mirror and maybe they weigh, you know, 150 pounds. And when they look in the mirror, all they see is someone who is morbidly obese. Or maybe it's someone who weighs 200 pounds and all they look in the mirror is see someone who's 300 pounds. So you just have this totally skewed sense of self. This can happen with people who weigh 110 pounds and when they look in the mirror, they see someone who weighs 150 pounds. So it's anything where your body image is super skewed and you don't see the same things that other people see. This is extremely common because we stand in front of the mirror and we nitpick at our flaws because it's socially acceptable to do that. It is socially acceptable to sit in front of the mirror, yank on your belly fat, and then go to dinner with your friends and be like, oh my gosh, like I just can't get rid of these rolls. That is totally socially acceptable. Of course, like does do any dudes do that by the way? Like do guys hook up for guys night and they're like, oh man, my beer belly. Can we just talk about it for a minute? I'm, I'm so embarrassed about it. I just stand in front of the mirror and pull on my beer belly all the time. Like I swear that does not happen does not happen. But it's totally socially acceptable for us to beat ourselves up in front of our mirrors and then tell each other about it. And everyone's just like, oh, I know me too. Like instead of saying like, oh my gosh, no, you look amazing, which that might happen. But then we, what we more often do is we validate and commiserate where we're like, I totally get it. Yes. Like me too. I was noticing the other day, like the cellulite on the back of my legs, it's totally out of control. Like I don't even know where it came from. So embarrassing. I'm not even going to wear a bathing suit this year. Literally, like these are the conversations we're having, right? This episode is supported by Nutrafol. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, you are not alone. Thinning hair is normal, but it's not openly talked about. So it can feel lonely and frustrating and sometimes even embarrassing when you're going through it yourself. Join the over 1 million people who are doing something about their thinning hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Oh my gosh, I am a heavy shedder. So if you are a heavy shedder or if you are someone who's wanting to thicken your hair, I definitely want you to try out Nutrafol. I have loved using it myself and I know multiple other people who've used it and have found great results. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. 
To get started, you can take their hair quiz on Nutrafol.com, which will give you a personalized health plan based on your special root causes. Nutrafol is committed to helping you identify root causes of any shedding or hair loss so that you can really start to rebuild healthy hair in a way that is customized to you. So take the first steps to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code SHAMELESS. Find out why 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Go to Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SHAMELESS. Nutrafol.com, code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Air Doctor. You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I am so excited that we just got our own Air Doctor for our house, and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for all the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest. And I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS and you'll receive up to $300 off of air purifiers. Exclusive to our podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. That's airdoctorpro.com, code SHAMELESS. So when we have this kind of mindset and we have these issues with our body image, we start using exercise as punishment. So if you're using exercise as punishment, that gets really messy really fast in terms of your own mental health. Same thing when you're using exercise as punishment for food, the two get tied together. This is how eating disorders start. So eating disorders like anorexia, bulimia, like those things that can be very severe and have very severe and very distinct characteristics and habits are not as common, but disordered eating is extremely common. So disordered eating can look a million different ways. It can be a lot of different things. It can be anything from like refusing to eat certain food groups to refusing to eat out at restaurants because you're too uncomfortable making choices or eating in front of people. Um, disordered eating can be like not eating certain things at certain times because of paranoia about how it interferes with your exercise or your body fat or your sleep habits or when you think you need certain kinds of calories, like all sorts of little quote unquote rules that you set for yourself that contribute to disordered eating. And this happens because we live in a society that where you're constantly exposed to like the five rules of getting skinny and like, here's 18 things that are bad about carbs. And here's why you should never eat sugar. And here's why ice cream is killing everyone. And and here's why gluten is like the next epidemic of like killing people. Like these are the constant stories that you hear. So we get really obsessive about certain food things, thinking that these are the things that are going to make us gain weight or that are going to prevent weight loss. And we get disordered eating mentality things going on easily, which go hand in hand with body dysmorphia. So the lie that I referenced was that exercise can combat food intake and it can't. 
So first of all, you need to stop using exercise as a form of punishment for what you ate or what you plan to eat. And then you need to also understand that exercise cannot combat food intake. So even if you are using exercise as a form of punishment for what you ate or what you plan to eat, it's not going to work because you consume food at a much greater rate than you burn it, or you can, I'm not saying everyone does, but you can consume thousands of calories really quickly. And it takes you hours and hours to burn thousands of calories. So a great example of this is something like running a marathon. So running a marathon for someone who weighs about 150 pounds and takes about four hours maybe a little bit more, you'd burn probably 2,600 to 3,000 calories in running that marathon. Now you would have some afterburn where you would burn calories after that as well, but just in the course of the marathon, that's how much you would burn. That's not that many calories to burn during a workout. And this is a person, and if you're running a four-hour marathon, like you're a well-trained runner. That is not at a slow pace. That's like a nine to 10 minute mile. So if you're looking at someone who is more deconditioned, it would take maybe six hours to run a marathon. Now, granted, they would burn more calories because they'd be running for longer. But think about how many hours of running that is to burn a few thousand calories. And think about how quickly you can consume thousands of calories. A medium pizza and a Coke, that's a few thousand calories right there. So we can quickly consume calories that take hours and hours and hours to burn. So you can't keep up, you can't in a healthy way, keep up with trying to burn all the calories that you consume or using that as means of weight loss, where you're constantly just using exercise to combat your food intake. So in addition to it being very unhealthy and setting you up for disordered eating and body dysmorphia, it also just doesn't work. It's like a mathematical equation. It's just not going to work. So we often start with exercise as our first line of defense for weight loss, when in reality, you need to be looking at the food piece and the exercise piece, because we use the exercise. We think, well, I'm going to start exercising, so then I can just eat whatever I want. That maybe worked when you were 21. I'm telling you, if you're 41, it's not going to work. Let me tell you, as a 41 and a half year old, it doesn't work like that anymore. <laughs> and to be honest, it never worked for me as a 21 year old either. I just have never had the genetics for that to be part of my success or part of my plan. But a lot of people did earlier in life find that like that exercise really could help them with fitness measures and body and keeping their body fat at a certain place or their body weight at a certain place. And as you get to, I call it aging metabolism, as you start having an aging metabolism, that shifts and you can't keep up with just burning off the extra calories by, with exercise. So here's where the bonus comes in. Are you ready for the bonus? Because this is important. And I kind of alluded to it already in the third lie. So the bonus is that exercise is not responsible for fat loss or weight loss. So that doesn't mean don't exercise because no doctor is ever going to say, you know what? I think you've exercised enough in this lifetime. Like you're good. You can just stop now. That's not going to happen. The doctor's only going to say, oh, you're exercising. Great. You need to keep that up. Or you're not exercising. You really need to get that started because we know that exercise will give you a longer life and it will give you better quality of life. So the examples I use with this, I use this with my mom who complains that she's like, well, I don't, I told her I wanted to get her a trainer. She's like, well, I don't want someone like teaching me to do squats. I was like, mom, do you want to be able to get on and off the toilet for the rest of your life? Well, yes. Okay. Do you want to be able to get in and out of your car for the rest of your life? 
Well, yes. Okay. So basically you're already doing squats multiple times a day. If you are getting on and off your toilet, you are already squatting. It is a part of your daily life. If you want to be able to continue to do that, it is important that you continue to practice it. And so you have to look at some of the things that you're doing, how that contributes to quality of life as you get older. Getting on and off the floor is a huge thing. I've worked with many people in their 60s and 70s where that's like the main thing we focus on. I've worked with people who live alone where it's a big deal to be able to get on and off the floor. But if you don't practice that regularly, you will not be able to do it. So it's actually a really significant and important thing to practice as you get older to be practicing. I mean, people moan and groan about burpees, but you know what a burpee does? It gets you on and off the floor real darn fast. So I'm not saying burpees are the be all end all, but there's some true value in being able to get on and off the floor in a quick manner. Maybe you've noticed this as your child, you're sitting on the floor and one of your kids starts toddling toward danger. Like you need to be up and at it like as fast as you can. So there's value in these things that give quality to your life. So the truth about fat loss and weight loss and the role of exercise is that exercise can assist in fat loss and weight loss. And exercise is amazing for fat loss and weight loss maintenance. It's very, very helpful for that. But if you are really wanting to lose weight or burn fat, the truth is that food matters. And the food component is going to be the more significant component initially. So you really need both, but initially food will be more significant. Once you start exercising and you work up a base and then you can start pushing yourself and exercise a little bit and you can start building strength and you can start pushing yourself to get some of those cardio gains, exercise becomes a very significant piece. It is a big part of the puzzle, but initially that food piece is what matters. And the other piece of the food part is that it's quality and quantity that matters. So it's not just eat less and eat less junk. It's not just eat good food and eat as much as you want. It's a combination of eating reasonably healthy foods in reasonably healthy portions and healthy portion sizes change as you get older. So what used to be a healthy portion size when you were 20 is going to be different when you're 30 and it's going to be different when you're 40 and it's going to be different when you're 50. So does that make sense? Do you all feel like I just gave you like really bad news? I know. I didn't mean to be a downer, but let's go back and review because I gave you some great news. I told you exercise doesn't have to hurt and be hard all the time. I told you that exercise doesn't have to last a certain amount of time to make it count. And I gave you some freedom to stop using exercise as punishment. Isn't that liberating? You're welcome. So I hope this was helpful information. I would love to know what your fitness plan is. This is something I talk to people about all day, every day. So if you have any questions about fitness, what would be appropriate for you? I would love to do like a Q&A episode at some point. So send me your questions on exercise, nutrition. I would be happy to put them all together and do a Q&A episode where I can answer some of your specific questions about nutrition, about fitness, some things that you're looking for that would really be beneficial to our audience, to our listeners. Because I'm, I promise you, if you have this a question, someone else has a question. And I'm after working for so many years in fitness, it's very, very common questions that get asked over and over. So it might feel extremely personal and specific to you, but I promise you someone else is experiencing the same question or thought process and just wondering, something's like keeping them up at night about this whole, how do I lose weight? Or how do I protect myself from different health conditions? And so I promise you, you're not alone. If you do want to send me your questions, you can send them to info at shamelessmom.com. 
And another little reminder, while you're emailing me at info at shamelessmom.com, the Shameless Mommy Mastermind. So I have a pretty full list right now, but I do have room for a couple more people. I'm sending information out this week. I'm getting it all dialed in. I'm so excited. We have a great list of people who are very excited to participate in our first Shameless Mommy Mastermind, where I will be helping people work toward goals. And your goals can be anything related. It can be a fitness goal. It could be a lifestyle goal. It could be a meditation goal. It could be a career goal but I'm helping people take charge of taking care of themselves. So that looks like a million different things. It looks different to everyone, but there's so many of you who have reached out to me to say, I really want to focus on exercise. I really want to focus on self-care. I really want to focus on my writing hobby. I really want to focus on starting my own business or changing careers or just taking more time to enjoy my daily life and my daily routines. So there's a million different things people are going to be working on in the Shameless Mommy Mastermind, but it's going to be a place for us to all be together to be setting goals together and holding each other accountable and tracking our goals and our progress. So if you're interested in participating in the Shameless Mommy Mastermind, email me at info at shamelessmom.com and I'll make sure that I get information out to you as soon as possible. Information is going out this week and then I will be closing the doors for a while on this program because once we get it up and going... I'm going to be closing the doors until the next round. So email me at info at for that. If this episode was helpful to you, if you know someone who needs some support in exercise or struggles with their relationship with exercise, please do feel free to share this episode out. You can share this episode by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 117. And you can also share on social media over on Facebook and Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy. If this is your first time listening, know that we do release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So here's how you can get them and never miss an episode. Go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That takes you right into iTunes where you can click on the little button that says subscribe. So go ahead and click on subscribe so that you get all of the episodes right away. That will make the episodes pop right into your podcast app on your phone so that you have immediate access as soon as episodes are released. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed spending time with me. I hope you have a fantastic day and I hope that no matter what you do today, you do it shamelessly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.